Chapter 28 Letter Writing as a Means of Winning Souls Few people realize how much Christian work can be accomplished by letter writing. In some cases, a letter is better than words, for it can be read, re-read, and pondered at one's leisure. Henry Clay Trumbull says he was led to Christ by a personal appeal in a letter from a friend. What preaching and the ordinary forms of church work had not accomplished for him was done by a few sentences in a note. As he reflected upon this, he began to realize the importance of individual work for individuals, and he engaged in this form of effort all his life. A prominent businessman in Worcester, Massachusetts, went to his pastor and said that he would like to unite with the church. When asked how long he had been a Christian, he replied that he had taken the step only a few days ago and was led to do this at the request of a lady who had written him on the subject. He said that sermons had not made much impression on him, but this letter, from a person whom he hardly knew, appealed to him so strongly that he could not resist it. A Little Mission Sunday School in Connecticut organized a home department. One of the workers wrote to a friend who was living in the forests of Canada, far from any church, and asked if she would not like to join their home department. The reply was favorable, and the literature was sent. Soon, the friend in Canada wrote that she thought she could get some of her neighbors to join the Connecticut school if she had the proper literature. In a short time, she succeeded in getting 25 more members, all of whom became identified with the little mission school in Connecticut, three or four hundred miles away. They were so pleased with their work that after a while they organized a Sunday school of their own. Soon they outgrew their accommodations, raised money, and built a chapel. Then they said, we ought to have a Christian Endeavor Society, and soon that too was organized. This went on for a while, but the more they studied the Bible, the more hungry they grew, and they eventually organized a church and secured a pastor. All this came from one letter written by an enterprising worker in a little school several hundred miles away. Why should Christians not aim to make their correspondence count for the Master as well as their conversation? There might be some letters in which it would not be advisable to introduce the subject of religion. However, on the other hand, if the subject were uppermost in one's mind, opportunities would frequently be found to say a word for Christ, drop a hint or enclose a leaflet. I know a businessman who was writing a letter one day when he saw a tract on his table. He enclosed it and mailed a letter without much thought. Then the devil whispered to him, You have made a fool of yourself. What do you suppose that man will think of you for putting a tract in a business letter? Being a Christian, he lifted his heart in prayer to God, saying, Lord, did I make a mistake? Back came the answer. What is to hinder you from putting a tract in every letter you write? By the grace of God I will, he replied, and for the remainder of his life he followed this practice. He saw so much good coming from this kind of effort that finally he withdrew from business and devoted his life to writing letters and sending out Christian literature of various kinds. Not everyone can do as this man did, but all can do something if they make the effort and pray for tact and guidance. I know a lady who, to help a drinking man, took him into her family as a boarder. Soon he committed some misdemeanor and was sent to prison. She did not forsake him in his disgrace, but remembering the master's words, I was sick and you visited me, I was in prison and you came to me, Matthew chapter 25 verse 36, 
she endeavored to help him by writing encouraging letters. Soon other prisoners requested that she write to them, and this work increased until she was writing between two and three hundred letters a year to the inmates of different prisons. Her aim was always to lead her correspondence to Christ, but her letters contained much kindly advice, and often she sent little delicacies or reading matter that would interest them. As soon as a prisoner was led to accept Christ, she sent him a Bible and concordance and tried to interest him in Bible study. If they showed much proficiency in this work, she entered their name in a Bible correspondence school that took her protégés at half price. Many of her correspondents became Bible teachers, and some had large classes in their respective prisons. Some of these prisoners, when their term of service expired, devoted their lives to Christian work after taking a course of study in some institution. I have heard her say that there were eight pastors of churches who were converted while in state prison through her correspondence. Murderers, infidels, and hardened men of all kinds have been led to Christ by this humble woman through her prayers and letters. She is a farmer's wife, has had only an ordinary education, and has taken in sewing and washing in order to earn money to pay the postage. I have even heard her say that there had been months when she could not write a single letter because she did not have the money to buy a postage stamp. If God can so signally bless the work of this patient and humble worker, who is willing to make such sacrifices in order to help the unfortunate and criminal classes, should not others who have more time and money ask themselves what they can do to honor God in their correspondence?